your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Are you ready? You like that? You like that? Pitch is lined to left center field. Byron to his right, running, diving, and makes a spectacular catch. Lost one out near side. May there. going on everybody vince wright the sports governor coming to you live and direct from the situation room that's right sports done right oh man the pigskin podcast network is where we can come from and what is going on everybody i hope everybody's had a good week i hope everybody's been safe out there in them streets and hopefully we got some warm weather finally coming our way That's right, folks. This is the one and only Sports Done Right podcast, your favorite Minnesota sports podcast. Vince Wright, yours truly, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct from the Twin Cities. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's been well out there. Oh, man, lots to get to on the Minnesota sports scene here. Timberwolves are done after a 114-106 loss to Memphis a few days ago. Minnesota Wild, all the city state was on fire for some hockey last night. That didn't really work out either. Lots of news. We got an interview with the one and only Rick Sosa coming up here and getting his brain on uh, the Minnesota Vikings draft and his analysis and, and how he thinks they did. So a uh, very Minnesota specific podcast today. Uh, Gophers real quick. Gophers football team they had their spring game it was moved inside so uh, no public is what that meant so wasn't able to get over there last saturday and kind of check out see how the guys looked over there but i'm sure um you know with uh kirk sharaka back you know he's got tanner morgan one last year and hopefully as we say tanner morgan can find what he found in 2019 and we can start getting that ball down the field a little bit more uh, Gopher still got some threats at receivers, got some nice athletes at tight end. So, um, yeah, yeah, I uh, was kind of bummed out we weren't able to get over there. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
By the way, this show is brought to you by Cultivated CBD and 7th Avenue Pizza. Make sure you get you some people. And um, with that being said, we are going to get right into the Vikings draft here. I'm not going to waste your time. Like I said, we got Rick Sosa all lined up. Uh, This is an interview we taped last night. And like I said, I'm just going to get right to it here. So here's me and Rick discussing the Vikings draft on the Sports Done Right podcast. All right, folks, he is here with us, the one and only Rick Sosa from the Purple Code. Rick, how are you doing, my man? Hey, Vince, uh, nice to join you. Uh, it's been a long time, uh, but we're back and uh, excited to talk Vikings football. All right, all right. So, again, love golfing with this dude. Rick Sosa is just one of the most genuine people out there in the Vikings Twitter world and in, in Vikings land in general. Great guy. And thank him once again for joining us on the Sports Done Right uh, podcast here. All right, Rick. So um, before we get into some of the specific players that the Vikings drafted, just real quick, kind of give me your thoughts, your two cents on the Vikings draft as a whole. Well, you know, after having a few days to kind of, you know, digest the entire draft, um, I think, you know, Vince, it, it was it was quite a shocker uh, when I was at U.S. Bank Stadium for the draft party on Thursday night. I mean, people were excited. Lots of people came to uh, the event mm-hmm. and looking forward to the to the Vikings making a selection with pick number twelve. So. I think, you know, for the most part, I mean, everybody was very aware the Vikings could trade back. Uh, but once the, the, the actual trade back happened and the details came out, it, it really felt like a punch in the gut, Vince, because uh, <laughs> yes. it, it, people, people wanted to pick a 12. They just wanted to get excited, whether it was going to be Kyle Hamilton, whether it was going to be Jameson Williams. Right. People just wanted to hear him and, 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 you know, celebrate and, and, and party up. So that was a little bit of a of a damper that they traded back all the way to 32. Uh, so from a fan standpoint, it, it perhaps wasn't necessarily a, a, the best experience being in, being at the at the U.S. Bank Stadium draft party. Right. But after three days, after three days of you know really looking at the overall draft, I would give the Vikings a, a B plus. Okay. Only because. Only because they they were able to address the most pressing needs for the team to win now, Vince. I think I think there's a, a clear message that this team is wanting to win now in 2022. No, I totally agree with you. And you know, I was over as you know, I was over at Tommy Kramer's, and you know, they had a little draft party over there as well, and. You know, the collective side, you know, kind of the friends were were upstairs and, uh, you know, they had the party and the signing downstairs from seven to nine. And that collective sigh and moan that you heard from the basement over at Kramer's place, you know, it was the same thing. Uh, uh, Punch in the gut, like you say, Rick, and just disappointed because even though this wasn't necessarily a, a deep draft on, you know, big names, like you said, man, the Vikings fans were pumped. They were ready to go. And, you know, they just wanted to hear basically some name. And then all of a sudden to hear, well, man, here we go again. We drafted back and drafted back 20 spots. I mean, you know, in a, in a thin draft, you know, to go back 20 spots. But, 
you know, it is what it is, I guess, man. Yeah, I mean, most people, Vince, most people are not as in tune with the analytics or the PFF or or, or grading a a draft by or or a trade by its value, you know, so, so many points. Most people are not so far into it that they don't understand that maybe perhaps at, at, the, at the end of the day, the Vikings uh, made the right decision in making that trade back. Um, for, for the most part, fans wanted the excitement of pick number 12. Exactly, exactly. So, folks, again, from the Purple Cove, Rick Sosa, a good friend of mine, uh, a guy that knows a lot about football, joining us on the Sports Done Right podcast. We're reviewing the Vikings draft. We're going to talk about the NFC here in a couple minutes, uh, just as a division. But, Rick, let's go through it here. So they drop down to number 32. They take the the Georgia Bulldog safety, uh, Lewis Sign. Uh, you know, I, I like the way he looks. I like the way he plays. I like the way he, he goes and, 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 and hits people and wants to hit people. What are your thoughts about the Vikings' overall number one choice in this year's draft? Well, when you look at the player uh, himself, uh, Louis Seen is, is a great selection at 32, probably one of the best values at that uh, point of the draft. Um when you look at the actual trade backs with the Lions, you know, again, Vince, I just want to make sure that, that I'm clear with what I say here. I mean, if it was me, Vince, I would have taken Jamison Williams, you know, 10 out of 10 times. Right. Uh, but that would, have, like that, would have been looking, that would have been looking at the future for the Vikings having a receiver, perhaps a top, you know, wide receiver for the next four years on, on a rookie contract on the cheap. The Vikings want to win now. And they went safety – because that was a need for the team to be competitive now. And Lewis seen schematically a better fit for the Vikings than Kyle Hamilton. Okay. So I think it's a great pick. At, I think it's a great pick at 32. It's a very versatile player. It can do many different things on the field. Sort of similar to Harrison Smith. He can be disguised right. on the blitz. He can be disguised on his own coverage. Great pick at 32, Lewis Seen. All right, folks, you're hearing it from Rick here. He likes our number one pick, Lewis Sin, the safety out of Georgia. Again, I like it too. Um, you know, again, once you get past that initial shock of trading down, now we're into the players here. So we also got ourselves a, another defensive back, a cornerback named Andrew Booth out of Clemson. Uh, he comes to us via round two, Rick. And, you know, what are your thoughts about him? Because, again, addressing that defensive back situation where the Vikings have really had some issues here the past couple years. Well, you know, we got to go through the trade scenario again, Vince. Uh, trading with the Green Bay Packers, you know, at, at first, it just, seemed, it just seemed like something you just do. And, and you know, the Quincy is a very able to get past the fact that we're doing business with the enemy, mm-hmm. uh, you would see that, that Quessy really took advantage of, of the Green Bay Packers because the right. Green Bay Packers were going to select – they were going to select Christian Watson no, no matter what. They were really looking at Watson as a player they wanted. Mm-hmm. So they were going to go, go with the team that was at 35 and request for that trade because they wanted Watson no matter what. So I think Quessy said, okay, fine. I mean, if they're going to get this player no matter what, I'm just going to take their picks. 
okay. they can have Christian Watson because they, the Vikings felt like Watson is 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 not a player that can perhaps develop into what the Packers think. Okay. So yeah. if we can if we can if we can get past the uh, the uh, uh, you know doing business with the enemy, which is hard. Believe, believe me, I was not happy like at all. Uh, right. I think I think Questy did good, and 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 you would talk. If you would talk to some people in the Packers circle, they're not happy that the Packers gave away, you know, both of those picks. So mm-hmm. from that standpoint, it was good. I don't love the trade partner, but the trade was good. And the fact that they were able to get um, uh, Andrew Booth Jr. at 42, I mean, in a lot of mocks, uh, Vince, Andrew Booth Jr. was mocked in the 20s in the first round to the Vikings. Okay. So the fact that they were able to, to, to pick him up at 42 – Great value. If he can stay healthy, if Andrew Booth can stay healthy, I think it's a great pick for the Vikings. Hey, and Rick, I just wanted to tell you real quick, when you started initially answering, you kind of the call kind of dropped a little bit. I don't know if you can remember what you were saying, but I just wanted to give you an opportunity to because we didn't hear what you said for about the first 10 seconds in your answer. I don't know if it's important, but I just wanted to give you that opportunity to respond. No, I, I actually started my my uh, uh, you know uh, participation by saying that if we can get past you know uh, the oh. fact that we're doing business with the enemy that that well, that, well, that, that was the first shock, you know the initial shock. Well, let's let's talk about that because and we'll get back to a couple of these players here and then we're, we'll let Rick go. I know he's been putting in a lot of time here and I appreciate him taking time with us uh, to record this interview on a Monday night for uh, the next show here on Sports Done Right. But, yeah, what do you think here? I mean, you know, the the stuff with Detroit, you, you mentioned Green Bay. Obviously, this stuff doesn't happen a lot because you don't want to help out the people you're trying to beat. But, you know, when it happens, it's kind of unique. So what are your thoughts with the way this whole draft went down with, yes, indeed, us dealing with uh, Detroit and Green Bay? You know, this is this is the old school thinking with the with the new wave with the new age you know the analytics the uh the right. pff the the people that the people that believe that you know three good players is better than one uh, uh great superstar the people that believe that that you know multiplying picks is, is is the way to go i think what maybe makes some fans maybe not as happy is that they perceive that notion to be very similar to what rick spillman used to do so you know, for some people, it's like, okay, well, we thought this was going to be different, and 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 you know, this new new regime was going to give more more value to those first round uh, uh, picks. But no, I, I think Questy, if anything, he's even more extreme on that side of things of, of the analytics, where he feels like again, one great player is not as good as three or two good players, and and that's the notion of this you know new NFL, where you know you got. Um, a whole bunch of players that are, you know, pretty average, uh, uh, average to to above average, right. and, and that's what you're gonna, that's what's gonna take you to the promised land. That that's that's how Questia Mesa is looking at this whole thing. And 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 again, it's just it's hard to get past the fact that we're doing business in the division. That is that is just not very common. No, that is, that is absolutely true. Um, Rick, let me ask you about this. Um, you know, you just mentioned the GM there, and, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is to get your thoughts on the new regime in town. You know, there, um, you know, we got even though some of the some of this draft uh, really made me think of Rick Spielman being back around, but um, 
let me ask you this, just initial thoughts. How do you think they're doing as an organization? I know they haven't, you know, it's the first draft and all this stuff, but just your thoughts as a Vikings fan and someone that follows this team extensively. I, I think so far they're on the right track. Um, I like the collaborative theme that they're using. Uh, of course, you know, from, from the talk, it's got to be executed. It's got to be a reality. Do the players feel like they're involved and they're included? Obviously, on their Mike Zimmer, you know, they, a lot of them did not feel that way. So if this is a genuine new philosophy where players participate, collaborate, and, and everybody feels like they're, everybody's pulling to the same side, mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, I think it's, it's a good way to approach it. It's a good culture. But then make, make no mistake, Vince, the extension of Kirk Cousins sends right. the message that this team, that this team wants to win now. Oh, Otherwise, yeah, yeah. There, was absolutely, there was absolutely no reason to extend Cousins, even if it's for a year, if, if the notion was not one that says, we're basically blaming all the shortcomings of this team on the, on the previous regime. Right. And the previous yeah. regime was holding, was holding this team back. So now this new regime is charged with the responsibility to, um, you know, really make this team get as far as they were supposed to get uh, with the same, basically the same personnel with a few additions here and there. But it's basically saying this is the same formula that we used in 2021. We just go with a new culture, a new regime, and, and we're going to uh, you know, go in win mode now. Right. There was some talk about competitive rebuild. I don't buy that, Vince, that, that competitive rebuild uh, terminology. I, I think it's, it's right. a smokescreen. I, I, I think the team is wanting to do something significant. Whether they're going to be able to do it or not is yet to be seen. But that is that is a thinking. Exactly. I mean, you know, you that's why I wanted you on, my man. You you stated perfectly. So, Rick, before I get you out of here in a couple minutes, I, or I just wanted to get your thoughts on the NFC North. Um, anything st- stand out to you with any of our competitors and their draft choices? You think anybody got any steals out there? You know, uh, initially, you know, after a few days from the draft, uh, removed from the draft. I think the Detroit Lions did pretty good. Now they they mm-hmm. they still missing the 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 most important piece of the puzzle, which is the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, so they got they got pretty competitive, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. They're, they're pretty it's a pretty competitive team, but like I said, I still think they're missing the quarterback. Um, and, and let's not forget that we were pretty close to, you know, losing both games to to Detroit last season. Right, and yeah. so yeah. so. So it, it is a competitive team, and, and I think they did pretty well in the draft. Um, I don't I don't foresee them as a as a as a candidate to win the division, but but they will be tough to beat. They will be a tough out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers, of course, being the 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 better team in the division. Um, I like the fact that the Packers went defensively um, with with their first round picks, and you know they they're gambling big time with Christian Watson uh, and they really had no choice, Vince. They, they really have like literally no wide receivers in the room that can right. really yeah. come, come anywhere, come anywhere near, you know, uh, the, the production of the Vante Adams. Yeah. So if they don't hit on Christian Watson events, um, you know, the Vikings are going to have a, an opportunity to, to, uh, you know, compete for the division. 
Well, you know, Rick, it's funny you mentioned that because that's what I'm seeing right now. I mean, obviously Green Bay doesn't have anybody a wide receiver for the Hall of Fame quarterback over there. I mean, who's he going to throw to? And, you know, I mean, I know the Vikings got to do it on the field, but like you just said, there is an opportunity there for the Vikings if they can come together, gel, and get this thing right early um, to finally get back on top of the NFC North, in my opinion. And and just a quick quick mention here, Vince, on Christian Watson, because, I mean, everybody's going to judge the, 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 this Vikings draft based on how Jamison Williams and Christian Watson, how they're going to do in the NFL versus, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Louis Cine and, and, and Andrew Booth. Uh, but Christian Watson uh, had a pretty pretty bad uh, drop ratio at North Dakota State. He dropped a lot of passes. He was close to 13% drop ratio. And, and if, if that carries on into the NFL, uh, he, has, he has a lot of skill, but if that carries on in terms of the drop uh, ratio, uh, Aaron Rodgers, we know Rogers is going to be the first one complaining and whining about it. So, I mean, <laughs> they, they, took, they, yes. they, they, they took a big gamble with Watson. They took a big gamble. That's true. That's true. What do you think about the Bears? Um, you know, the Bears, there's been um, some people upset that they didn't really do enough to maybe shore up that offensive line for Justin Fields. Um, what do you think about Chicago? Well, on paper, Vince, on paper, they look like they're going to struggle in, in 2022. I don't mm-hmm. think Paul's um, – I don't want to say he hasn't done a good job in, in terms of you know, the offseason. Maybe his plan is to tear the whole team apart and literally start from, from, from scratch, which, you know, that is kind of a you know, raw deal for Justin Fields. But mm-hmm. the way it looks to me is, is, is Ryan Pulse has literally turned the team apart, and, and I, I see the Bears as – as a team that is going to struggle in 2022. There you go. All right. Well, Rick here in conclusion, my man, first off, I want to thank you so much again um, for taking time out of your busy schedule. My friend, I look forward to hitting the golf links with you this summer and uh, having a few beers and catching up and thank you again so much. And again, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter and your social media. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Twitter is uh, at Sosa Rick, and we're also a uh, part of the Purple Code, which is at the Purple Code One. Follow us on social media, and uh, for sure, Vince, I- I'm ready to uh, hit the golf course. So I-, I got my clubs ready. All right, Rick, have a good night. I will talk with you soon, brother. Take care, and again, thank you for coming back on Sports Done Right. Thanks for the invite. Take care. Okay. All right, that was our man Rick Sosa. You heard him, the Purple Code, the one and only, uh, joining us last night, giving us a breakdown on the Vikings draft, what he thought about it. Uh, He gave him a little bit higher. I saw a few other draft grades that were given the Vikings, basically C, C pluses, a couple B minuses. But I think Rick was was kind of spot on. I mean, they you know some drafting for a position and. Your fingers are crossed, man. I mean, that's really what it's all about in the draft, especially this year, as I said earlier in that interview, with not a lot of big names out there um, outside of, you know, being a Georgia Bulldog that had, seems like, half the damn team drafted. So props to the Georgia Bulldogs on the championship season and a lot of their players are going to start reaping the rewards at the next level. Um, a lot of Gophers were drafted as well, so congratulations to them. Shout out to Cole Keefe, my homie. Uh, his father, Jerry Keefe, who I met at uh, some of the tailgates and got to know a little bit after he reached out 
to the sports governor. So congratulations to all the golfers. Um, we're going to focus on the golfer draftees here in the future show. But uh, let's do this. Let's get a break in. When I come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA. We're going to talk a lot of bit about the Timberwolves. We'll touch on the Wild and their disappointment from last night as well. This is Vince Wright, yours truly. And I am the sports governor, and this is the Sports Done Right Podcast. Keep it tuned here. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor and host of the Sports Done Right Podcast. And I'm here to tell you about Cultivated CBD. The best CBD products on the market come from Cultivated CBD. So whether you want a roll-on, a smokable option, maybe you want some of the gummies to help you with your anxiety or pain relief, go to CultivatedCBD.com, the best CBD company out there, and tell them Vince Wright, the sports governor, sent you.
Let's take a quick trip, lady. We can ride the waves a mile high. So down if they can't take the heat. Moving it so quick, you can barely breathe. Keep the rhythm right there, don't lose the beat. 100,000 volts, sexual electricity. Push it in, pull it out, you know what it's all about. Freak show, triple X, rotten dick with full effect. Push it in, pull it out, you know what it's all about. Freak show, triple X, rotten dick with full effect. Yeah. On a mission and hit the pussy like a politician And that's why I'm with New Congress uh -huh. Killing everybody in the party And I wanna get it up in the burgundy Maserati oh. Or the gray Maybach See the way they act I'm a fool whenever I'm fucking with a hottie And I wanna class and ask the chick Don't fuck with whores, I'ma Get you and lift up your legs Like I lift up the doors, I'ma Freak show, freak show Freak show, freak show, freak show ah. Push it in, pull it out You know what it's all about Freak show, triple X Riding deep in full effect Push it in, pull it out You know what it's all about The votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. Hey, what up, everybody? This is Vince Wright, the sports governor. We are back on the Sports Done Right podcast, brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza, cultivated CBD, and by the way, Huge, huge derby party this Saturday. Lift Bridge Brewery, my friends. Come make sure you check it out from 2 to 10 p.m. The Sports Gov will definitely be there. Uh, you know, 7th Avenue Pizza is going to be there. Cultivated is going to be there. It's going to be a nice party. Obviously, Lift Bridge, one of the best local brewers of brewskis around. I am a big fan of the Farm Girl um, beer that they produce out there. So that's going to be in Stillwater. <clears throat> excuse me make sure you come check us out again two to ten lift bridge brewery kentucky derby party and by the way a couple of minnesota horses running people so get your bets in this i mean we don't we can't say that often 
Um, so, you know, definitely want to be checking out the Derby this weekend. And, you know, speaking of um, sports betting, our neighbor, you know, I'm on the Pigskin Podcast Network, and our network sponsor is DraftKings Sportsbook. So the NBA playoffs, I'm telling you, next level basketball. Get in on the first round of the actions with DraftKings Sportsbook, and they are the official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win, and they're going to get $150 in free bets instantly, so you win no matter what. Off DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same-game parlays, Combine multiple bets for the same um, game for a bigger payout. As they like to say, the more legs you add, the more money you can win, my friends. Um, Plus, if you place a same game parlay each day with three or more legs, you can get up to $25 in free bets if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and you're going to get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So with that being said, my friends, let's talk a little NBA Timberwolves. Oh man. What? Well, what can you say? You know, I, I picked Memphis in, in six games, and that's exactly what happened. So, a quick breakdown of the series from yours truly, Vince Wright, the sports governor. Oh, it, Timberwolves should have won this series. Timberwolves should have won this series. I think you'd hear that from a lot of people in the basketball, no. But what killed them is just silly Shot selections. You know, it's kind of like when you go to your kids' basketball game. If you got kids from like maybe 7 to 10 and you know they're out there and it looks like they're doing okay, but then they start dribbling and things are getting a little crazy and hectic. Kids start, you know, um, dribbling a little wild and crazy and a little scatterbrained. That's how the Timberwolves got. You know, they build these nice leads, then all of a sudden, you know, Memphis starts hitting you back a little bit. And, and then, of course, the shot selection, way too many threes. And I know Cat's the three-point champion this year. And, and God bless the big man. He he can definitely hit those. But, I mean, how many times does the, the sports governor have to say it? The NBA is just dying. And, and now the Timberwolves are truly dying. If they could just get a center, old-school NBA low post, back to the basket center that wants to do work down in the paint, man, I think they could dominate. Because nobody's doing it. All these seven-footers out here playing on the wings, playing above the free throw line. And I don't think they can handle an old-school center. Man, if you can recreate David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, Bob Lanier, Daryl Dawkins, I mean, oh man, they really have something. So little Timberwolves, and now here's the question, is D'Angelo Russell going to be with us next year? Ponder that for a moment. 
brought in. He's, you know, he's Cat's best buddy. And for, you know, the, he's definitely had his moments here. He had, a, he had an all right season, but man, in this last game here, and he went missing in the playoffs, you know, shot-wise. Bear with me. I'm the one-man gang tonight. Seven points. Can't have that from D'Angelo Russell. Can't have seven points from your starting guard. New name in Timberwolves land. land. Jane McDaniels all of a sudden. A crowd favorite. He finished with 24 the other night. And I, I like his game. I'm very interested to see if he can build on what he's done in the playoffs moving forward. Um, Anthony Edwards, the Ant-Man, I mean, it goes without saying. Now, he got a little scatterbrained. He admitted he tried to make the steal. And, and you know, um, you know, in the one game, wound up giving up the, the game-winning layup to John Morant, Morant. And boom. Wolves lose the game. But he, Anthony Edwards is a baller. Anthony Edwards is the future of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I'm very excited that he is on our team. I hope things work out where this cat can stay with us. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, he's just really looked good here. So no complaints there. <clears throat> now we got Carl Anthony Towns. A talent, yes. And we saw the ebbs and flows of him in this series. We saw the highs of having Cat, and we have definitely saw the lows of having Cat. Uh, good kid, you know, but I think people are just really tired of the whining, uh, the complaining to the referees. He's always just looking to them after calls don't go his way. Meanwhile, the plays continue. A lot of times he's dragging behind the play because he's been complaining to the ref. So while a lot of people and a lot of basketball people will tell you, you still want Carl Anthony Towns on your team. I think fan wise, if you could find a deal or, or find a, a pseudo replacement. Now, how do you, I mean, this guy's an all-star this year. I mean, you know, it's it's real easy to say, how do you replace an all-star? But I just think some of the optics that go along with Carl Anthony Towns that were exposed in these playoffs really kind of hurt his image. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Wolves try and put together some type of deal and just see what's out there. As I guess, you know, you do all the time with all kinds of players. That's fine. But if they can make something work, I would not be surprised to see Carl Anthony Towns dealt. Um, I, you know, I've been trying to figure out over the past few days how I feel personally. And I, I and I know this sounds like a cop out. Sports governor usually has straight answers for you, but I really could go either way. If he's here next year, I would like to see him develop a little bit more of a low post game. I don't know if he's up for that or if he would even want to try that, but that's just what I would like to see. And like I just said, if he's dealt away, if you can get right players or some draft picks that, that seem to work, then, yeah, go ahead make your move. D'Angelo Russell, I will not be here next year. Malik Beasley, uh, you know, nice player here and there, but I've, I've never been really sold on Malik Be Beasley, but, hey, 
season in review, you know, the Timberwolves won a lot more games. They made the playoffs, won their play-in game, almost made it to the sixth seed, which wouldn't would have uh, not required that play-in game, the new format that the NBA has for their playoffs. So the season was a success, people. Don't don't get it twisted out there. And again, Vince Wright, sports governor, coming to you on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Do not get it twisted. The, the season was a success. It's just that we really had opportunities to steal that series from the Memphis Grizzlies, the number two seed Memphis Grizzlies. And we just shot ourselves in the foot. We really did. No disrespect to Memphis and their fans and, and Grizzly Nation. Because I love Ja. I am a huge Ja fan. Uh, very impressive. Loved uh, his dad and Carl Anthony Towns' dad hanging out together. And dude looks just like Usher. Then they brought, you know, Memphis brought in Usher to sit courtside with them and all that. Very cool. Um, but the Timberwolves really should have won this series. And hopefully that's eating away at these players right now and that they come back with the fire that's needed to improve on this season. So very interested, obviously, as we head into the NBA offseason after the playoffs and see what the Timberwolves do, see where they can, um, you know, as I haven't really done a deep dive on college basketball players that are coming out to the NBA draft. So we're going to have to get into that in weeks to come. But, you know, again, congratulations to the Timberwolves. You know, nice season, a much better season. And let's hope that they improve on that over at Target Center and this thing just keeps going up. You saw the energy in that place. You saw that, yes, indeed, you know, we're in a new generation now. This can be a basketball town, too. You just got to give them something to cheer for. So... Hopefully that continues here. Real take, uh, or excuse me, real quick take on the NHL, the, the Minnesota Wild last night, losing a, a shout out as they put a flurry in to start in goal for the Minnesota Wild. They go down at home 4-0 to the hated St. Louis Blues. As a Blackhawks fan, I definitely hate the St. Louis Blues as well, so I, I feel your pain, Wild fans. Uh, Wild, my second favorite team. But, yeah, they, you know, they had many opportunities. I didn't watch the whole game last night because I was doing the interview with Rick, so I was kind of looking up at the monitor and and watching some NBA as well. But St. Louis, you know, sending a message early. You know, that that is exactly what you want to do in hockey because hockey, to me, and I may be wrong, and we're going to have to get some of our hockey experts here um, for next week's show, I'm going to reach out to a couple, hit my homie Alex Micheletti up. But here's the thing. XL Energy Center in St. Paul, Minnesota on fire. Minnesota Wild fans definitely on fire. They feel they have the team to get the cup here to Minnesota for the first time ever. And during the regular season, hard to argue with them. I've never seen a team you know, in in hockey that keeps coming back from being down, not just being down like 2-1, but being down 5-1, 5-2, and coming back and winning games 7-5, 7-6, 6-5, things like that. The Minnesota Wild have just been nuts this year. Uh, they have a, a bona fide star uh, in, in, you know, Kirill, and I'm just telling you, man, 
when they signed Fleury from the Blackhawks. You know, guys won three Stanley Cups. And I get his resume earned him that start last night, but you had to put Talbot in goal last night. I think that's what the Wild fans are upset about. How do you take a guy that's basically been undefeated the past two months and not start him in game one of a playoff series? And uh, regardless that Flurry sitting sitting there as well, I, I would have started Flurry in game two. But it is what it is. Again, St. Louis comes to town, shuts out the Minnesota Wild 4-0. Wild down 0-1 now. And next game is not until Wednesday, I believe, Wednesday or Thursday. So they're going to get a couple days off to think about it, try and regroup. And with um, Cam and Goal here, see if they can get a uh, split of uh, the uh, series here in St. Paul, Minnesota, the Twin Cities, before they head back to the city of blues, St. Louis, baby, and see what they can do down there. But St. Louis is no joke, and they they won another cup. Remember, they they won it a couple years back, so not that far removed, my friends. All right. With that being said, we're going to end the show here. I want to thank everybody for their support, my friends over at the Pigskin Podcast Network. Make sure you check out all the shows. They got college football, NFL covered. The other channels, they got a hockey channel, so they got tons of hockey podcasts, baseball, everything covered over there. Got to hang out with uh, Isha when he was in town, one of the leaders of the network over there at uh, Hoppy's Place. So that was a lot of fun. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. I really appreciate all the support you give this podcast all the love on Twitter, social media. And so, again, if you can get out to the Kentucky Derby Party at Liftbridge this Saturday, I will definitely be there. Probably going to be there about 2, 2.30-ish, um, maybe 2 to 3, somewhere in there, arriving and hanging out till after the race. So come say hi to us, uh, all the fine folks at Cultivated CBD, 7th Avenue Pizza. I mean, what can I say? So... We're going to get on out of here. I am Vince Wright, the Sports Governor. Make sure you are listening. Oh, and make sure you are following me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. And again, check us out on the Pigskin Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. You will find sports done right. So thank you very much. Take care. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Right.